When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Here we go with Series 2, Episode 34 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. And it's been a bittersweet Europa League, trying to make ends meet on Sunday against Burnley and succeeding. Uh, we're off to Vigo for the semi-final and possibly Stockholm. And top four is looking a possibility too, during a, a, despite a tough run-in. We're also previewing the Manchester derby, which could see United leapfrog City into the top four. Meanwhile, Liverpool... Um, getting beaten by Crystal Palace, who have done us an immense number of favours <laughs> in uh, in this season. So thank you if you're a Palace fan listening to this. Don't know why you would be, but anyway, Jack. Let's start with Burnley on Sunday. Two nil. Martial and Rooney. Eight changes to the side that started against Anderlecht. Some rotation finally, and it worked. Extremely professional performance. It was a, a very very nice uh, nice performance to watch. I was very pleased with pretty much everyone in the team. Honestly, very very few people who I wasn't wasn't impressed with. Nice to see some rotation, like you said, and Mourinho clearly planning for uh, for Thursday's game against City with uh, resting Rashford and Mkhitaryan. Great performance, great to see Martial playing back to the level we know he can. Nice to see Rooney on the score sheet as well. Um, just an, an all-round very professional performance. Uh, probably the most, uh, the most comfortable win we've had all season against one of the lesser teams you would expect us to beat in such a comfortable manner. And, and Burnley, Burnley are pretty good at home at Turf Moor, so... All the sweeter to go to a place where a lot of teams have struggled, uh, and somehow we've never scored a league goal at Turf Moor before, or Premier League goal at Turf Moor before, which is a crazy statistic. Um, have we not? No, the, no. There was the first goal we'd scored at Turf Moor that Marcelo. I mean, I, mean I guess we've only we've only played them twice there, I guess, but still, that's that's odd. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's uh, the most. I I tweeted after this the most comfortable game of our season against anyone, let alone the the small teams. I mean, there, there was a little threat, to be honest, but any there was was, was constantly stopped by an immense Eric Bailly, um, who has really been incredible in the, the last nine or ten games or so. I think he played, he's played nine consecutive games during this ridiculous run-in in April. Yeah. 
Um, and, and we barely got out of second again in terms of attack. Two pretty good goals. Definitely the most comfortable, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, I think it was. There was no point in the game where I was at all worried. Um, I mean, honestly, one of the best things that I can say is that the second half had literally no highlights. And that, and that, that was exactly what we, what we wanted in the, in the second half. Um, there, we didn't want anything to, to be going on where there was any uh, trouble from Burnley on the counter-attack. And we didn't need to do anything in the second half. We just kept it simple. We played very well on the ball. We were still very organised off the ball. And we shut down Burnley's, the threat that Burnley do carry because they are, they are a pretty dangerous team when they're, when they're on form. We, we quieted the crowd very, very early on. And it, it was, yeah, a very comfortable, very professional performance. We didn't, we didn't start particularly well, but once we got the second goal, never, never really any, any worries, as you say. Um, and people will say, why didn't we go for it after? But given the injury situation and given our situation just generally, um, that, that was pretty much the, the perfect game. I mean, not a huge amount to say, so let's, let's speak about the goals, I guess. Um, Martial's goal was fantastic. Um, true United goal storms out after Bernie's set-piece. Three words I've got written down, incisive, decisive and ruthless. Great assist from Herrera as well. Yeah, that was a very, very good pass. First time, that was incredibly difficult to thread it through to Martial like that. That's a great pass. Um, sums up everything that we've wanted to see all season from both Martial and the, and the team more generally. It was, it, it reminded me in somewhat of um, Ronaldo's goal against Arsenal in the Champions League semi-final at the Emirates. That amazing counter-attacking yeah. goal. Um, with, with Rooney. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was yeah. extremely similar with the, the, um, the pass across the box into, into the, the goal scorer, first-time finish. Yeah, it was, it was a very, very good goal. Great to watch. And just what we've been wanting, like I said, all season, the, the counter-attack has not really been something that we've, we've used at all, partly because of Ibrahimovic, I guess, that just his play style wasn't suited to the, to the counter-attack. But it was great to see Martial involved and playing to the, the level we know he can. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Zlatan and his injury in a, in a few moments when we also discuss the Anderlecht game, but it's, it's definitely true. I've, I've said it quite a few times on this podcast, actually, that um, we, shouldn't be, we should be resting a few games, let us play that kind of much, much quicker pace of football. Zlatan definitely slows us down. I mean, I was just thinking about the Martial goal, for, for those who have seen it, which I assume is most, if you think about in that situation, you would have got Martial running, Zlatan would have been on the, the edge of the, the halfway line circle, picked it up in the United box, waited for, I don't know, his midfielders to get in front of him, waited for Martial to get in front of him, Rooney, which would have taken a while, and then passed it off and Bernie would have six defenders back. That's, that's just why he holds us up. But we'll speak about Ibrahimovic in a moment. Um, but yeah, fantastic for Martial and, and fantastic for Rooney as well. I suppose we should move on to him as well. His first touch was often poor. I mean, I mean, as expected, really. But he, he really put an effort in, in the, a, a narrow left wing position and he, he really tried. And I've, I respect that. I, I mean, I, I do hope for both his sake and the club's sake um, and our sake as fans that he goes to the end of the season in, in a dignified way. But it's great to see him, him come back and score uh, no matter how uh, very slightly lucky it was, um, then rather than just completely fizzle out. And, and hopefully he can play a good role as a squad player in the, in the latter part of this season because that's that's what we kind of wanted from Rooney this season. Listen, like, like, like you said, it's never, it's never going to be vintage Rooney now whenever he plays. But at the same time, he puts a shift in all the time. He's dealt with this whole situation in an incredible, incredible dignity and professionalism, honestly. 
Um, like I said, his first touch isn't isn't that great anymore. But you can you can actually see all the time that he knows he knows what he he knows what he should be doing all the time, and he really does try and, and replicate what how he wants to play it. He just physically he can't he can't really live up to that anymore. Um, but I thought it was his interview after the game was was very telling actually when he said that himself and Martial had given Mourinho something to think about and that he hasn't resigned himself to just being a a feature on the bench every game until the end of the season now. He genuinely does want to still be involved and still be in the first and fighting for his place in the team. And regardless of of his performances, that's all you can really ask for from someone who has been on the bench for so so long this season. Um, So it's great to see his attitude is still there. His professionalism is still there. And when he does come on, he might not be the best player in our squad anymore, but the one thing he does provide us, which very few others can, is that bit of experience and that bit of leadership. Yeah, I mean, even for Martial's goal, I mean, obviously he he didn't get it, but he was busting a gut to get there and make the option. And as I said, obviously he, he didn't quite make it. Well, he did actually make it, but he didn't get the ball off, off Martial or Herrera. But his run stretched Burnley's defence and meant Martial had only one marker, uh, which was Joey Barton, which was probably good for Martial. And just overall, a decent performance and good for him to get that goal. Nothing, nothing special, but just worth a mention for him because it's it'd be nice if he could end his United career in a in a somewhat good fashion. I mean, the the best the best way would be after a great season with top four and lifting the Europa League trophy in Stockholm and, and go out on what would I mean compared to the last three years would be a, a huge high. Um, yeah. I mean, a, a, a happy performance from Rooney. Yeah, I was I was happy with his performance. I I can't say I was expecting too much before the game. Um, and I mean, te- technique wise, he, he's never going to get back to where he once was. But he puts in a shift all the time, and he works. He works bloody hard for the team, and that's all you can really ask for. I think the best thing, the best thing you can really say about a Rooney performance these days is that he didn't, he didn't really harm the team. I guess, um, which is, which is probably, which is kind of sad that that's the uh, the expectation that we have from him. But at the same time, being being realistic like that really is kind of what what you can ask for from him. Um, so I was I was pleased with his contribution. Um, like I said, I hope that hope that he goes at the end of the season in a very dignified kind of way because that's, that's exactly what he deserves. I was actually speaking to someone about this the other day in that this whole Rooney situation has been handled superbly by Jose Mourinho, I think. Um, he played him enough at the start of the season, allowed him to get his record, and now he's, he's put him on the bench, but he's kept him enough in the picture to keep Rooney happy and... Rooney, to his credit, has um, has has dealt with the whole situation admirably as well. So, I think that whole situation is dealt with very, very, very well by Mourinho and Rooney. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, Mourinho has has managed to fizzle him out without too much notice, and I suppose injuries have have played a part in that because I don't think Rooney would have got too much game time in the last few weeks had he not been injured, and he was injured, so that, that gave a nice excuse. But it was telling how little concentration there was on, on Rooney's injury for about, I think he was out for about six or seven weeks, and very little um, coverage of that even. Um, right, the, the disappointments from the game, I had two. Um, the first was that Twan Zebe, I mean, when is he going to get a chance? Um, against Burnley, we've got <laughs> three centre-backs ruled out, and Daley Blin plays there instead of him. I mean, OK, but I mean, come on. Um, you've you've got to throw him at throw him in at some point, um, and and that feeds into the second disappointment for me. Um, Pogba needed to come off. looked looked like a little hamstring injury for him at the end. Um, two hundred twenty minutes of football in about three days is is not okay. I mean, if you think about the Boxing Day 
and the 28th schedule in December, Christmas time. Um, everyone talks about this build-up of fixtures. The 210 minutes of football is two and a half games. I mean, even at Christmas, you're not playing that much. It should have come off at 60 or 70 minutes for, for Fossi Menzo, who also should be getting more chances. Um, one of the most bench players this season. Uh, I, I, I said it was... I think it comes close to irresponsible to leave him on the pitch having played 120 minutes less about 72 hours previously. Um, I can see why he did it because Mourinho, Mourinho's entire management style is about reducing risks and leaving him on the pitch reduces that risk. But I just think he should have should have accepted that we have to do that whatever because now Popper potentially ruled out the Manchester derby, which is a, a huge game. Yeah, I... I... I definitely think Pogba should have come off as well. Um, it's just, I think, at times about contextualising where we are. I think it's all it's all well and good taking things game by game, which I think Mourinho, throughout his career, has been very good at being very pragmatic and taking it one game at a time. But at some point in the season, you do have to start thinking about what's coming up. And it definitely was the right time to, to bring Pogba off. Even even earlier, around half-time, I mean, the game wasn't done at half-time by any stretch, but Protecting Pogba for the Manchester derby was the, one of the, the most important things that, that we could have done. Um, and the fact that now he's a doubt could be a huge, huge blow. Um, so I hope he isn't. And also, you know, you have to remember, Pogba's only been back, what, three weeks from a hamstring injury, um, a mu- like muscle injury uh, that happened a, a month, month, month and a half ago um, from, from exactly the same kind of thing. It was just overworked. Um, and, and knowing that and then still playing him for two and a half games worth of playing time in three days is ludicrous, to be honest. But I get, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we got quite lucky with, we got quite lucky with Pogba's, I, I think it was a hamstring injury. Um, he picked it up just before the international break, yeah. which meant two weeks of that injury sort of meant nothing to United. But uh, that that could have really, really damaged our season. Because whatever you say about Pogba, yes, he, he hasn't been good enough. Or not, he hasn't been good enough. He hasn't fulfilled some expectations and some have put their expectations too high um, but he, he is I think he's probably our, our second third or fourth most important player so to, to lose that is is a, is a huge loss whatever whatever you think of him his personality and whether he's lived up to expectations or not he is vital for this team and I think if he's not available for the Manchester Derby it will show how important he is yeah definitely and there have been some, especially the bigger games, to be fair, this season, if we're being, being critical, where he hasn't actually performed as well as he has in other games. But he's still a very, very important player to our squad. He's still, I'd say, our most creative midfielder. You can see that from the amount of chances he's created this season. And we still, if, if he doesn't play, he will be a huge, huge miss in that midfield. I hope that he will be able to play. Even if he's only able to play 60, 70 minutes, um, it's still vital that he can get on the pitch and hopefully hopefully he can he can play and be a good part of what will hopefully be a good performance against City, we will see. Yeah, we'll talk about that um, near nearer the end of the show, probably about 25 minutes or so, so skip to that if you want to. But uh, overall, a brilliant week for United. Let's go to that Anderlecht game. Um, the kid, as, as Mourinho affectionately calls him, um, <laughs> with a late winner. A season-defining week for United with Chelsea, yeah. uh, Chelsea, Anderlecht and Burnley, and Rashford was the main man. How, I mean, how nice is that to see? Yeah, this, honestly, a, a month ago, I thought this weekend was potentially where our season ended um, because I couldn't see us beating Chelsea, which 
if if we'd have lost to Chelsea and then say Liverpool had won this weekend as well, um, top four could have been all but over, especially if we'd have then gone on to lose on Thursday in City. Uh, and then plus the, you've got the Europa League quarterfinals if we'd have lost that, as well as losing to Chelsea. Effectively, top four would, would have been done. Um, so you said, it's definitely a season-defining week. I think now we have the confidence we're on the back of three very good wins, very important wins. Um, we have the momentum going into the derby. Obviously, City coming off a heartbreaking loss um, in the semi-final, which we just love to love to well, see. Um, only heartbreaking for them. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully now we have the momentum going into the derby. So hopefully that will help us put in a good performance at the weekend. But very, very good week. And Alex was as frustrating as it was important um, for a lot of the game. Um, there were times when I thought penalties were written in the stars with the way some of our games have gone at Old Trafford this season. But as you said, the kid, uh, as he's as he's become known, came up with the goods once again. Yeah, um, his, his best performance against Chelsea. Um, sorry if that yeah sounded a bit weird. I was just smiling at the thought of Marcus Rashford. <laughs> um, fantastic against Anderlecht as well. Uh, just kept going and going. His pace was utilised to the maximum. And yeah, he missed chances. And it just, just carries on. Um, I, I, I couldn't sit down in that game during extra time. And I couldn't stand still either. Um, absolutely nerve-wracking. Um, but then it got to the end and you're wiping the sweat off your off your forehead and, and thinking that being Marcus Rashford must be the best thing in the world. Yeah. And what, what I love about Marcus Rashford is, like, as you said, he never gets deterred by missing chances. He missed four or five guilt-airs chances in that game, especially the one where he um, he was he won the ball off, uh, I think it was Appiah, and rounded the keeper, yeah. and he, he, his, his touch was too heavy. Um, and he was incredibly frustrated um, at some parts some parts of the game, but he didn't, he didn't let that affect him. He keeps making the same runs, and he just wants to get in and make chances all of the time. And that's what I love about him. He does still have kind of a, a street football kind of attitude in that he just wants to, to create chances all the time, no matter how many he misses. He's not... He's really not afraid of missing missing some as long as he gets that goal in the end. And twi- like I said, twice now in the last week, he uh, he has come up with the goods and really saved our season from potentially being over. Um, and so he, he's been playing brilliantly. I'm so, so pleased that he's getting more chances now. Um, obviously, come in, not great circumstances with Ibrahimovic getting injured, but now you'd expect him to play pretty much every game until the, until the end of the season um, in a central role. So... This could be a really, really exciting time. Um, hopefully, with Martial coming back into form as well, we'll finally get to see Martial and Rashford playing together, both in top form again, um, like we did at the end of last season, because we have not seen that at all this season, and I can't wait to see it hopefully flourish in the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, that, that point about Rashford and, and like, a, like a street footballer, I mean, I'm, I'm so pleased that that's not being taken out of him in the year since he's come through. He just get a buzz every time Rashford touches a ball. The, the, the pace, the footwork, oh, the set pieces as well against Anderlecht and against Chelsea were some superb crosses and some superb attempts from free kicks. Um, yeah, and on Martial, those those two, I mean, we're so lucky to have both of them. Um, yeah. Two of the best strike, young strikers in the world. I don't, it's, I, I, saw, I saw a great tweet from I can't remember who it was. Uh, maybe Daniel Harris, United writer for the Guardian, said, um, "It's a pity that Marcus Rashford goal doesn't count because Kylian Mbappe scored more than him this season." It's like, yeah. I mean, that that sums it up. Uh, I I don't care if anyone else. I don't. 
I don't care if another young striker is better than Rashford or score more goals than Rashford. I am perfectly happy with how he is. Um, yeah, uh, on Zlatan, uh, that was his worst performance of the season, oddly. Um, I mean, he was really atrocious against Anderlecht. Not not only useless yeah. in, in creating chances, but also some of the poorest finishes I've, I've seen from him. Um, or anyone. Yeah, <laughs> or anyone. Um, but while it was his worst performance on that night, cannot have him out. Um, and it's not just the fact that we're going to miss him, because 28 goals is, is ridiculous for however many big chances he's missed. And I think he's missed 17 or 18, which which is shocking when you think about it. But Also, just um, think how many goals he could have if he'd have put them all away. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could be. Because he'd be into Messi, Suarez, Neymar, yeah. Ronaldo level at the moment. But... Um, forgetting that 28 goals but the, the main thing is just, I just feel sorry for him yeah this this season has been going so perfectly for him um, because we won't remember those missed chances in, in 10 years time if he'd took, taken us to, to Europa League glory and it was such I mean it was just written in the stars for him to come on the pitch at Stockholm and, and where come to the stadium the Friends Arena where he's got a statue of himself outside the ground and score the winner in his home country to win the Europa League for his new club where, where he's proved everyone wrong. I mean, that, that would have been the perfect end to, to his elite level career if he then moved on to the MLS or to China, probably the MLS. Um, I, I genuinely feel sorry for him because not only have we have we been treated for to a fantastic player, one of the best strikers of the last two decades, um, and, and obviously one of the best strikers of all time when, when you're saying that, um, not only have we been treated to a fantastic player, but we've also been treated to someone who has has that Manchester United element in them, that arrogance, but not arrogant without being funny. And the, the confidence and the, the swagger and everything about him. And it's not just that, it's also the fact that he's proved to, to be quite a nice bloke. Um, I mean, you see, you see his interviews, he, he seems like a, like a nice person. Um, whatever people have, have said about him in the past. Yeah, I, I feel incredibly sorry for him. Like like you said, with the the final in Stockholm of the Europa League, everything was set up for Zlatan to have one crowning moment of glory um, to prove all, all the doubters wrong. He said he couldn't do it in the Premier League and that it was too physical for him and he was too old. Despite all the mischances, as, as we said, um, he really could have ended his European career possibly on the highest of notes. But it's such a shame that this has happened. Um, yeah, I, I, there's not really much more I can say about it. I, it was a devastating injury. Um, it was nice to see him on Instagram yesterday saying that um, he's, he's vowed to come back and return, whether that's at United or elsewhere, um, determined to go out on his own terms and not let injuries define his, his retirement, which is great to see. It's great to see that he has that attitude. But yeah, it's just devastating injury for him um, and it remains to be seen how that that will affect the team for the rest of the season but regardless of what ha- regardless of what happens um, to the rest of the team awful for Zlatan and hopefully he can come back next season wherever he ends up next season and come back and be an even better player yeah I mean I mean financially it makes absolutely no sense to keep him but um, yeah. and, and I said he should probably leave at the end of the season to open up that space for, for Rashford and Martial and let us be a more creative side. But um, if he goes to the MLS, their season doesn't start until March. So if he comes back in January, 
do a do a Frank Lampard and, and come on loan to United. Um, yeah, and give us a a final little taste of of his brilliance. And and the same thing goes for Rojo. Yeah, Mourinho said he's probably at the best point in his career, and he is getting selected for Argentina in every squad. Their first choice centre back, United's first choice centre back. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a shame. Yeah, I, th- I think that, that Rojo injury as well, it's, it's kind of the same situation with Ibrahimovic, I guess. He had so much to prove this season after a couple of mediocre seasons so far um, at United. But it seemed like he was really coming into his own. Mumbai were forming a fantastic partnership at the back. And that was, I, it was awful to see him go down with such a bad injury. Um, I guess his, his situation is slightly different because you would think you know, he still has a lot more of his career ahead of him than Ibrahimovic. Um, and I really do hope that he can cover from that as quickly as possible because it, he, like, he's been brilliant this season. He really has. I, I wrote him off, as did the majority of United fans at the end of last season. And he has proved us all completely wrong. He's been absolutely fantastic, especially since the new year. Um, and I really hope that he can come back and still be the same player that he has been in the last few, last few months. Now, time for our weekly youth and loan roundup. If you want in our city preview, just fast forward two minutes or so and we'll be talking that. But for the rest of you, let's start with the under 18s who beat West Ham 2 1 on Saturday afternoon at the Cliff, United's old training ground before the move to Carrington about a decade or so ago. AD Barlow opened the scoring, smashing in a pullback from Josh Bowie. Zach Durnley scored the second, sneaking in from a ridiculously tight angle with everyone thinking he was ready to pull it back to number nine, Nishan Burkhart. He didn't, squeezed it in. Uh, West Ham's Anthony Scully got one back after goalkeeper Alex Fodgicek came rushing out of goal and fouled his man. Scully netted the penalty, but United saw out the game for three points in the under-18 Premier League. Lots of news at under-14 level where United finished third in the Copa Mallorca. Great event held in Spain every year. We beat FC Porto in the quarter-final before losing to Liverpool in the semi-final. Most recently as well, in the Albert Phelan Cup, United were knocked out by Liverpool in the semi-final in that competition as well as the Copa Mallorca. 5-3 defeat to Liverpool in the Albert Phelan Cup. And this under-14 squad will also go to the Udan Trophy, held in Sheffield in, in late July, early August this year. And the draw has been made for that with United in Group C, alongside Maiden City, Seattle Sounders, Crystal Palace and Nottingham Forest. In low news, Andreas Pereira started for Granada against Sevilla on Friday night with Tony Adams' spell not going too well on the Spanish coast. They, of course, were... Well beaten in that game, should we say, being kind. Um, Sam Johnson started for Aston Villa in the second City derby against Birmingham. Steve Bruce's side winning 1-0 in that game. Good result for Johnston and co. Right, City, Manchester derby on, on Thursday at 8pm, Europa League night. Um, it's crept up on us, hasn't it? Uh, this, this Manchester derby sort of gone, gone under the radar a bit. Um, Thursday nights, we, we were beaten 2-1 by Hull on our last non-Europa League Thursday night back in January in the, in the League Cup semi-final. Um, a, bit, a big game, though. A surprisingly big game for how, how little coverage it has yet to have. I'm sure Sky will needlessly build it up in the coming days. Um, but, for, but for United, possibly no Pogba, in addition to the absence of, of Rojo, Smalling, Jones, Ibrahimovic and Mata. Um, and for City, possibly... No David Silva, no John Stones, no Sergio Aguero. So, in reality, that's that's four of the best players from each side. Two two of the best players from each side. Uh, four in total, not in action potentially, um, which is a shame for for both United and the quality of the game. Um, but but on the other hand, we could see the return of of City's Gabriel Jesus, the the third best young striker in Manchester. <laughs> I think this game actually is huge. One of the biggest. Manchester derbies in quite a few years honestly um, 
this is I think honestly think this season is a defining moment for these two clubs. Um, City, I mean, if City end up trophyless and out of the top four in Guardiola's first season, a that's a complete failure in their book, especially having got Guardiola, um, made some very good signings, and and then to end up outside the top four with no trophy to show for their efforts this season, after especially after start, starting the season so well, um, would end up being a, a disaster. This and equally, you can say the same for for Man United, although I'd say. Just simply because of the Europa League, we have maybe slightly less to lose out of this out of the derby. Um, also, also, Guardiola's coming in uh, after Pellegrini, and Pellegrini last season was League Cup winners had got to their first Champions League semi final. Yeah, um, I think were they knocked out? Um, I don't think they. I think they were knocked out round four in the FA Cup and finished um, top four. So. And Mourinho is coming in from fifth-placed FA Cup winners, I guess, but not not Champions League semi-finalists. I mean, Guardiola is a great manager, but my word, if he doesn't get top four, um, that will be immensely satisfying. <laughs> oh yeah, it would definitely. That would be one of the biggest shocks ever. You you tell someone that in late September after City had gone, what, what was it, twelve games, twelve game wins in a row at the start of the season. If you'd have told someone back then that City would end up outside the top four and trophyless at the end of the season, I think they'd, they'd call you absolutely mental. Yeah, I think I remember City winning the league title at, at Old Trafford in September. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's how it was built. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think... I, I would say that in this, in this derby, um, I, I would say that City have slightly more to lose. One of us ends up outside the top four and one of us ends up in it. Um, could end up defining the next couple of years of these clubs because attracting players, I'd, again, I'd say more so for City just because I think the the name of Manchester United is 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 probably more attractive. Um, just in terms of attracting players in the summer, I don't know how City not being the Champions League will affect that. I, I think it's this season is probably more defining uh, for City than United purely because P- Pellegrini did well and, and Van Gaal didn't. In terms of the lineup, lots of injuries. Um, we've played on Sunday. City, um, perhaps vitally, playing 120 minutes on Sunday as well. So, so tough for them as well. Um, I, I don't think it'll be the best quality of, of Manchester derbies we've seen. What would your lineup be? Mine would probably be uh, De Gea, Valencia, by Twan Zebe, Shaw, Fossi Mensa in defensive midfield, Herrera, Fellaini, Lingard, Mkhitaryan, Rashford. But I mean. You could you could take Fossumens out of that and have Martial on the left with Mkhitaryan behind Rashford instead. Depends how risky we're going. And this this is bearing in mind that Pogba probably can't play, so we're not including him in these. Yeah, I mean, I I personally would would go with Martial just because City often struggle with pace in behind them, and I think li- listen, why not why not go for it? A draw a draw is no good to either team really, um, and I think. We should be playing for the win. Martial is going to be riding high on confidence after um, after the great performance on Sunday, and I don't think there's any reason to not to not play him um, in this game, other than perhaps being slightly worried about City going forward. But without Aguero, who has how many goals he scored in Manchester? Always just a crazy amount. He just always scores against us, so at least we don't have him to worry about this time. I think why not throw? Why not? Be aggressive with the lineup. Go with Martial and Rashford up for up. Uh, Martial on the left, Rashford to the middle. They're probably Mkhitaryan on the right. Um, I mean, you could even 
played Lingard at number 10 with Fossey, Minster and Herrera behind him. Uh, as you said, assuming Pogba isn't, isn't fit. I'm not sure... I'm not sure about uh, Twanzebe. I, I I really like him, but I don't know if you could just throw him in at the deep end to start in the Manchester derby. Um, but having said that, Daley Blind did not did not play um, did not play extremely well against Anderlecht. So yeah, I mean, I Blind I thought Blind was fine against Burnley and actually complemented by quite well. Just I mean, my my philosophy with young players is throw them in. I know a lot of people disagree with that. Um, I mean, say, saying all of this, my expected lineup would, would have Blind and Darmian rather than Twanza Ben Shaw, but uh, and may have Carrick yeah. in there. Um, but this is this is a lineup I I I would like. I I, I mean, Vidic ever thrown into the Manchester derby? They struggled, but brilliant learning experience for them. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, I, it's it's ninety nine point nine percent unlikely that will happen. But there we go. Um, that's, that's just not, not Mourinho, how Mourinho manages. It's all about. Decreasing risk and and Twanzebe's first start in the derby is is a risk. Um, I, on on who could be the most important player, I'd, I'd probably think Jesse Lingard could be huge in this game. Just in yeah. splitting that that Manchester City defence, probably not on the ball, but just giving Martial and Rashford and Mkhitaryan some space um, in a, in a City side that that press. Yeah, absolutely. I think last couple of months, I've I think Lingard has really shown how much he's worth to Man United. And, you know, there was a lot of furor about his contract and how much he was now getting paid. But he has proved in the last in the last month or so how important he is to our team, especially in big games, because he he just causes headaches for defenders because he's he's just always buzzing around. He always pressurises so well off the ball. In a lot of ways, it's actually his work off the ball more than his work on the ball that um, that is why I think he's so important in these big games because City... In midfield, especially if they if they play Yaya Torre, aren't the most mobile. Um, and I think there's definitely something to exploit there for Lingard. Otamendi and company generally do not play so well against kind of fast, flowing football. And so I think that's definitely what we need to go with with pace up front. And Lingard, Martial Rashford, you don't get much more pacier than that. I mean, interestingly, uh, the, the goal breakdown between United and City is the same in terms of top three goal scorers. Latan and Aguero on 17, obviously the Possibly both of those are missing. Definitely Ibrahimovic. Um, Matt and Sterling on six. Rashford and, and Sane on five. Um, do you know what? Do you know what's an incredible, in a in a surprising way, incredible stat? Um, United have scored at least two goals in seven of their last eight away games in the Premier League. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I read that today. I was absolutely absolutely stunned. Um, doesn't doesn't seem like that. And um, we haven't conceded a, a, a single shot on target in our last two games. I did, I did know that one. That one was slightly more expected. Um, I'm going one-one yeah. for this game. Uh, injuries for both teams. We're unbeaten in 23 league games. Defensively solid in in the last two games. As that as that final stat shows. Um, and we're, we're scoring more freely than before, um, particularly away from home, as as that seems to suggest. But City are, are also unbeaten in their last eight home games so draw written all over it statistically but it's a derby so it's so hard to predict often I'm going 1-1 I'm going to be really boring go for a 0-0 <laughs> I hope it's not 0-0 but yeah. I think both teams will be too because I, 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 I mean pretty much a, a loss for either team effectively ends their, their top four hopes in the league um, and so I think both teams will definitely play not to lose um, and I don't think either team really has enough quality especially if Aguero doesn't start I'm not sure either team has 
enough quality going forward to really make make too much of a difference. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for a rather boring nil nil. Although I hope that isn't the case. <laughs> I, I I just think one one because you've got two relatively poor defensive. Although United have been pretty good recently, but due to injury, slightly less slightly less solid. And with Pogba not shielding shielding the defense as well, that's another weakness. If if he's not able to be in there and. Both teams have pretty good attacks. I mean, Rashford and Martial, hopefully Martial on fire as well. Rashford definitely. Um, and, and for City, Sade, Sterling and De Bruyne is fighting as ever. Um, right, we've only got one question this week from at Distinct Average, um, a regular listener. Um, is that any Rivovich's injury a blessing in disguise with Rashford about to hit his form for the season? I would say um, no overall, but for Rashford, yes. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think you can really disagree with that. I think it might help our play style somewhat, but unfortunately, despite having missed what was it, eighteen clear cut chances, Latan is still our best finisher. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough without him to score the sheer weight of goals that he will leave behind. But I think for Rashford's development, it it will be definitely be a blessing in disguise for him. Right, um, we haven't got any more questions, have we? No. Right, send those in to at UTD Weekly Pod. That's P-O-D, if you have some for next week. Um, after we play City in the Derby. Um, and then I think we've got Swansea. We haven't previewed that, but it's all about City on Thursday. Um, so send any questions to at UTD Weekly Pod. That's P-O-D, if you've got any questions for next week. Um, you can find Jack on Twitter at... At UTD Tate, T-A-I-T. And you can find me at... Harry Robinson 64 um, thank you very much for listening as always um, please keep leaving us reviews they're very helpful keep following uh, keep subscribing keep listening thank you very much for your support that's all we have time for on series 2 episode 34 of the Manchester United weekly podcast have a great week goodbye Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.